Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Masters of the Matrix. I'm Greg M. In today's episode, I want to talk about Atlantis. And so I'm titling this episode Atlantis Rising. And you'll learn more about why I'm titling that in a little bit. So Atlantis, the myth, the legend, spoke about by Plato in 360 BC, where he wrote something called the Timaeus. And his quotes were apparently written and quoted by a man named Solon, who visited Egypt around 590 BC, where he translated records from Egyptian. And they, some had called it a greater than the size of Africa and Asia, and saying that in one day and night it was overwhelmed beneath the sea. So these are like the flood stories in the Bible. And further, a Flemish cartographer and geographer named Abraham Ortelius wrote that, quote, Unless it be a fable, the island of Gadir or Gadiz will be the remaining part of the island of Atlantis or America, which was not sunk, as Plato reports in the Timaeus, so much as torn away from Europe and Africa by the earthquakes and floods, end quote. And so we have different accounts of what are some of these historians are saying and some of these philosophers are saying, because you know, modern-day scientists will say that Plato is no more, he's not a historian, he's a philosopher, and so that there should be no truth in what he's saying. But what I know for sure is that there is truth in everything. There is truth in myth, and there is truth in legend. And if, if you hear the code word, there is no evidence supporting this, then that should be code word for you to signify that there is something more to the, than meets the eye here. So do your own research. So in my opinion, there is something to Atlantis, that there are too many coincidences and too many people talking about it. And beyond that, throughout history, we only have in this, since the past ice age, of 10,000 years of modern day history. And there, as we know, and as we've been talking about, there are cycles and cycles of, of life and movement and seasons above the four seasons and below the four seasons. So we don't know for certain, and the scientists don't know for certain, which and when these civilizations may have risen and fallen, because there are cycles to everything. There are levels to these things. So we need to keep in mind that there is a big picture, and a bigger picture than the bigger picture, than what we are here on Earth living in this current civilization. So there, that's why I like history. History teaches us things. But remember that history is usually written by the victors, by the people that want you to think a certain way. So as, as, as interesting as history is, we have to be selective in what we choose it to be for our truth. Because if we just say and read and absorb everything that is said to us and written to us, then we have no discernment into what our truth is. So we have to do our own research. We have to do our own record-keeping and finding our own way because if we listen to what the world is telling us to do, we're not going to have a path. We're not going to know up from down, left from right. And that's kind of been, kind of been the reoccurring theme in my podcast is to, to teach us, to teach each other to be the captain of our own ship, to be the leaders that are being propelled from our hearts. That is, that is our rudder, so to speak. That is, our, that is our engine guiding us to our purpose and our path. And so the reason that I'm talking about Atlantis 
is that I think it, it holds a very important uh, secret. It holds a very important issue with humanity. And I'll continue by write, reading you that um, there was another author that kind of revived this whole Atlantis talk in 1880, 1882. His name was Ignatius Donnelly, and he revived the idea that Atlantis uh, was real, and he wrote a book called Atlantis, the Antediluvian World. And he was inspired by the works of the Mayan people. So the, the Mayan even had history on, um, on Atlantis. And in 1888, uh, a Russian mystic, and her name was Madame Blavatsky. Some of you might have heard of her. Um, she was a, a, a mystic and an author, and she wrote a book called The Secret Doctrine, which was still very popular to this day. And she wrote that the Atlanteans were the fourth root race, where the fifth root race are now modern human beings, which is us, so that there are levels to these, these humans. And we are um, almost like... You can imagine a tree and growing its uh, its leaves, and it's and beyond that, it's growing more of its branches, and they're branches upon branches. So we come from the same sort of branch. We come from the same sort of trunk system in a tree, if we were to think of it that way. Very interesting to think of it that way as well. And unfortunately, when people of um, they they think more focused and they don't look at the big picture dangers can happen. And this is called like a spiritual ego. So a man named Hitler, which everybody's going to know, took this information and this was called the Aryan race. So he thought that the Aryan race was the ultimate race, that everyone else needed to be wiped out. But the truth of the fact is if he really went deep and further into this and operated from his heart, um, he would have learned the truth that we all, all are, no matter our color, no matter our race or beliefs or backgrounds, we all are part of the same trunk. We all are part of the same tree. It's, it's such an important thing to understand when you look at energy and look at spirituality that there is no difference from me to you other than what we believe. And it's about coming together now. Instead of being torn apart, we need to come together and realize that we are all of the same and we are to celebrate our differences and we are to, to laugh at ourselves and laugh at each other and not take things so seriously. So another famous uh, mystic um, in, in the... Um, uh, in America, and his name was Edgar Casey. He was a clairvoyant who could basically connect to the Akashic Records when he went into these trances. And he helped a lot of people, um, apparently over 14,000 people, going to these trances and figuring out what foods or allergies or crystals they needed to, to get better and to, to heal themselves. So he, he talked a lot about Atlantis. And in the 1960s, or sorry, earlier than that, he predicted in the 1960s that Atlantis would rise again. And so this is where I'm coming to now on our talk of Atlantis. I don't think Edgar Casey was wrong. And I, I think what he said was Atlantis would rise again. It's not in the physical sense that an island would rise up from the oceans. I believe that Atlantis is now coming to, in, in the same sense of energy, that we have the same thinking that the Atlanteans did however many years ago. Some are saying up to a million years ago. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. But patterns are repeating. And here we are in 2020, patterns are repeating that happened to the Atlanteans where they have become split from each other, that they had started to become separate from each other, that they started to look upon other people as separate. And so this is where science split with religion. And we are facing the same thing now. And don't you find it interesting that there is no middle point? Why can't we meet in the middle somewhere? There is truth in science and there is truth in religion. 
and there's truth in everything. So we are now coming upon this time where Atlantis is rising. And remember, they wrote about, about this legend saying that Atlantis was swallowed by the waters. Atlantis was taken under the sea in a day. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but patterns repeat. And if we don't correct our path and fix ourselves first, then we are part of the problem. So Atlantis rising is here now, especially in 2020. And you can see it in the evidence all over the world with COVID, with, with the governments, with everyone splitting the black and the white. And we are now looking at each other as individuals instead of a collective. And if we come together, magic can happen and will happen and anything can be solved, especially if we come together. So it's about making ourselves whole, realizing who we really are, coming together, coming together with like-minded people. And then there's going to be a breaking point where the energy is going to kind of overflow into the rest of the world. And it's going to be felt because love is more powerful than fear by a lot, by a hundred times or more. So we don't need that many people to believe in this, to know this to be true before it's felt by the rest of the world. Mother Earth is already feeling it. People are already feeling it. You are already feeling it. Love is more powerful than anything. And love is the only answer that we need. And so I want to say and, and remind everybody that imagination is the first thing that happens before physical manifestation. So the streets that you're walking on, the building that you're li living in, the device that you're listening to this in was first in someone's imagination. And so these, these imaginations that become a reality are like layered upon each other. So, you know, 100 years ago or 200 years ago, that your city was maybe from a city to a small town to a village, and maybe there was a road. So it's, it's all these roads and buildings and vehicles that were once in the idea of man, of woman, that then were they created and then built upon by others that followed after them. And so beliefs are created upon these imaginations that then become reality. But we have to realize that beliefs can be altered and changed based off experience and wisdom. So we need to be more wise in our life. We need to be more uh, loving in our answers instead of being so logical. So we have to be careful for what we believe because if we believe a certain thing and we say, well, this is true and this isn't true, then you don't leave any room for you to experience that which you don't know, that which you don't believe in. So it's dangerous for atheists to say that God doesn't exist for the experience that they'll have here on earth. Well, they're going to experience just that. And for scientists that think that spiritual energy doesn't exist, well, they're, they're, they're going to experience that. So it's the same thing for, for us that are, are learning to be who we are meant to be, that are learning to connect with our higher selves, to, to become one with nature, to get into rhythm with nature, is that we have to realize that potential, that belief that that's already there, that we are already whole, and that it's just the programming that we need to kind of break down to get to that fact, to get to that belief system. And the more that we believe in ourselves, the more that we're going to accomplish, the more that we believe in each other, the more that they're going to accomplish. We, we need that system in place to make the change. And I do believe that's happening, but we need more people to, um, to follow suit, to, to get on board, to make these changes, because now more than ever, we need it. We need love. We need more love. The world needs more love. Mother Earth is being like raped in her oceans and in her, in her soils that the food that we're eating doesn't even have the necessary minerals that we normally would have 100 years ago or 50 years ago even. So we're, a lot of us are, are mineral deficient or vitamin deficient because the food that we're eating doesn't have any of these vitamins like they, like they used to have. 
And so we need to come together and solve these problems that are so obvious to a lot of us, but are not so obvious to other people, because unfortunately we live in a time where materialism is number one, that it matters what latest iPhone you have or what gadget you have. And it's not to shame or, or, or punish someone or make someone feel guilty for that. I've been guilty of that in the past, but it's about recognizing that we don't need these things to feel good. These are just distractions. I mean, it's okay to have a phone, don't get me wrong, but there should be a time and a place we shouldn't be completely invested in it 24-7. We need to connect with Earth. We need to connect with each other to make a real difference. That's why you're here, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. And so what I think Atlantis was, was not necessarily an island, although a part of it could have been an island that had fallen into the ocean. And hence, while we have some mysteries of the Bermuda Triangle, I do believe that actually is likely a, uh, a crystal generator of some sort. But going back to what I was saying, I believe that Atlantis was a, a period of time on Earth. It wasn't a place. It was a period of time on Earth. Just as we are going through a period of time on Earth now, Atlantis was that back then. And so these patterns are repeating all these years later because patterns do repeat if they're not resolved, just like in the human body, just like in the human emotion field or human mental field. If things are not resolved, the patterns repeat. So it's no different than on the collective field, on the humanity scale, on the whole entire world scale, that these patterns will repeat until they're resolved. So here we are all these years later, hundreds of thousands of years, 50,000 years, whatever the time frame may be, these patterns are still repeating. And until we actually solve these patterns and solve these problems, the patterns will keep repeating. So that is my belief that Atlantis was a period of time, that it wasn't just an island that sank, even though that could have been part of it. It was a period of time. And here we are all these years later, revisiting all of these same energies that were once an issue back then to Atlantis. And hence why I believe that they were sunk because their energies were discordant with earth and with each other. And so a new era had begun. And unfortunately, through whatever reason being, um, there was a flood. And I'm not trying to scare anybody out there that there's going to be a flood or whatever. Um, but there are things that happen in the physical world, and hence we are dealing with COVID-19. However, that was, whether it was manufactured or whether that was created by, by nature to defend herself, whatever the, the cause, it's, it's here for a reason because whatever is on the outside is already on the inside. So as a collective, as, he, as the human, human collective, we are experiencing what we are feeling, and these things will come to uh, manifest. And we must pass these tests. We must pass them uh, personally, and we must pass them uh, as a collective as well. And so, again, Atlantis was a period of time, just like we are now in a period of time. And so, again, we must come together. Atlanteans, just like humans now, think that their science is more powerful than nature, that they are the master of their dominion, that Earth is ours to own. And that's what the Atlanteans believe, that they believe that their technology was superior and they could solve any problems through science. And look what happened. They are a, now have become a myth, just like how one day we could become a myth, not saying that it could happen, but it, 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 it very well might happen. I don't know. But watch the patterns in our lives. Watch the patterns in human collectiveness. Watch the patterns in the solar system. Patterns repeat unless they're resolved. And so I believe that's what's happening now with what Edgar Cayce has said, that Atlantis is rising. And here we are. The, ener the energetic patterns are here. That the science is, is now the master and spirituality is the slave. 
um, and there is no middle ground. And unfortunately, there is truth in everything, and it's just not seen that way. So we are basically in another cycle of Atlantis. So here we are all these years later with all these countries called, you know, USA, called England, and what have you. And in the past in Atlantean time, who knows what they were called, but it doesn't matter. The patterns are repeating. And in fact, many of the, many, many of the souls that are born here on this earth now are from Atlantis times. Yes, reincarnation is real. I think you already know that. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It's just changed form. That's a scientific fact. Science has proven that, you know, in the past hundred years, but spirituality already knew that since the beginning of time. And so it's about science is always going to catch up. And the problem with science is that, you know, it's wonderful that it can kind of give evidence to some really interesting things and make lives easier in certain ways, but it can also hinder people from actually following their heart and from opening up their minds to the truth of what we really are realizing that we are, we are, we're not the masters of earth. You're not here to be the boss. We're here to be the caretakers. We're here to take care of Mother Earth. We're here to take care of our plants and our animals. And you find that current civilization, current humans, they love to dominate. They love to conquer. They, it, it's a survival mindset. And we are now getting out of that. We have to get out of that. In order for us to thrive, to be happy, to be healthy, we need to get in rhythm with what the universe is doing. And that's not that difficult. We just have to start breaking down the patterns one belief at a time. Whatever when belief no longer serves us, we have to locate it, locate the source of it, and break it down. And to start creating beliefs and patterns that do work for us. So things I've already been talking about in past episodes. And so we're in a pattern right now, in a, in a civilization pattern, that Atlantis has risen. Here we are in the same sort of mindset, and we need to break this pattern apart because I don't know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. The future is unlimited, and it's infinite, and there's nothing to be fearful of. So what's, what's happening with this COVID, with what's happening with the, the fear-mongering on the news and the media, don't absorb that information because that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to distract you, and it's designed to keep your vibration low so that you are looking for answers outside yourself. Your body already knows what to do. Your body already knows how to heal itself. You just have to get into the right, the right mindset to get out of the patterns that we've been programmed to believe, that you're a delicate piece of meat that can die at any moment. You're so much more powerful than that, and you know that. So it's about removing these distractions from our environment Stop listening to this news. Stop watching the news on TV. Stop reading Facebook ads that are low vibration. And it's about putting into our bodies and being responsible for what we, what we put into our bodies. The right food, the high vibration food, the right information, high vibrational content. So it's about connecting with that information and other people that are doing that and sharing our journey together so that we can do the right thing and heal ourselves and heal the people around us and the world that we live on. Because now more than ever, Mother Earth needs us. She needs us to come together, and it's not going to take a lot of us because love is more powerful than fear, as I said. So one person at a time, you know, the kindness is it was one of the most important things that you can do for somebody. Someone that may be having a bad day, see it for what it is. You're not the target. It's that person that's having a bad day. Offer them kindness anyways. That is one of the greatest gifts that you could ever offer anybody is kindness. It is a high vibrational energy, and it goes far beyond of what you see. It, 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 it's a domino effect that, that trickles over time. So be always be, be always be kind. And number one, always be kind to yourself. And I've, I've, I've talked about this in the past. 
about being kind. You know, we're not always so kind and gentle on ourselves. We're, we're, we're usually our toughest critic. And it's, that's the time now to get rid of that old belief that we have to be hard on ourselves. We can have fun with this life. We can, have, we can laugh at ourselves. We can, we, can, you know, we can smile in the mirror and we can accept the body that we, we, we created for this unique experience because we are ready for it. We created this experience so we can handle it. And so we can do this. We can come together and we can solve these problems, whether it's internally with us first, we have a physical issue or we have a mental issue or spiritual or physical or emotional issue, we can heal it. We can do it. And we just have to find the right people that believe in us and remove those distractions that don't believe in us, that keep our, that keep our value low. We need to value ourselves. We need to know that wherever we are, we're going to make a difference, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's on the bus, wherever we're going, that we're going to make a difference and keep our vibrations high because that is the most powerful thing that you can do and, and gift to this Mother Earth. For you're not remembered by what you take with you. You're remembered by how people have felt about you. You're remembered by the feelings you put out in the world. That is what's remembered forever. And it's not too late. And even if you're, you're old and you're 70, 80, I don't even consider that old. Um, it's about, you know, forgiving yourself for that everything, that everything that's happened in the past was meant to happen. And that now more than ever, we can take these experiences and be the best version of ourselves that we ever could have been without these experiences. So it's so important to, to forgive to be gentle, to love ourselves, and then everything else outside of that, when we look at other people, it becomes even much easier to forgive and to be compassionate for other people because we know that each path has its own challenges, that they're, they're, they're unique as well, and that we don't know what it's like to walk in the shoes of our neighbor. So we have to have that compassion and allow that neighbor to walk in the path that they desire, whether it's something that we believe or not. So it's about us filling our own cup in that way first and and through inspired action, maybe that neighbor is going to see you and be inspired by just your energy level. You don't even have to say words to inspire people. You can just be who you are, and you will inspire people naturally and unconsciously. And so I want to um, end this podcast by saying I believe in every single one of you. I appreciate everybody listening here and everybody that is listening. You are powerful. You are capable of being anything you are powerful enough to create the destiny and the reality of your dreams and to heal and to, and to love yourself. I believe in you. And all it takes is one of us to love one another, to start that domino effect. So I'm starting it here with you, that no matter what, I love you with all my heart. I believe in you. I truly do. And you can feel it. So thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Yeah.